Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Wasn't that, that was amazing. That, that was a, she was a rock star, I tell you. And you know, she, I know she was nervous about it. And she had her plan that she thought, okay, this is the way it's going to go. But then God began to change it. And I'll tell you, she set the stage. I knew, I tell you, it pays to listen to the Holy Ghost. And I knew whenever we had this series, put this series together, there was like, GJ needs to kick this off. She needs to start this. I knew, I had it in my spirit. I knew it was important. And I'm thankful that she didn't rebel. And... (laughs) (laughs) TJ never rebels. No. <laughs> but anyway, so we have some copies of her message here. We only got 20. We can make some more up. And uh, yeah, if you want to hand those out, if you uh, one per family, please. If you if you have if you want one, raise your hand because there's not enough to go around totally. Uh, I don't think here we've only got 20, but we can make some more. And. Uh, We'll get those going, praise God. So now this what this will do, and, 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 and after she got through, uh, the Spirit of God put it on my heart, make copies that get it out to the people. Because what this will help you do is not only reaffirm things within yourself from the very beginning, uh, you know, of, of, of the importance of, of how the Spirit of God came upon those in the Old Testament and how he lives within today, and uh, uh, but also how that you can share that with other people. Amen? And like I said, I apologize. I don't have enough. We'll get you. Those of you that want, um, so as soon as she's finished, we'll have a show of hands of how many more that we need. Okay, hold, hold your hand up if you would. If you didn't get one, you wouldn't want one. You might do at least, yeah, 10, 10 more copies, if you would, please. All right. This is awesome. This is something, and, 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 and I ask you, don't, you know, take it and go over it and reaffirm some of those things. The scriptures are all there. She, I think there's like almost like 23 or 24 scriptures that she used on that in some of her notes and, and illustrations and things. And uh, this will be a blessing if you have someone that you want to share that with because uh, uh, this series of baptize, baptism by fire is so important of where we're at in this church. And we talked about what makes the difference, the power, once you could be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so many people think, okay, well, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but I don't speak in other tongues. Well, the evidence, according to Scripture, says that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you do speak with other tongues. And then it also talks about a lot of people get confused and say, well, I've got to have an interpreter present. Well, that's a different, that's a different part. That's the gifts of the Spirit. That's through tongues and interpretation of tongues. But we're talking about your heavenly prayer language when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak. And Jude one twenty talks about, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praise God. And uh, about how to pray out the mysteries of God, the, the, those mysteries, those hidden mysteries to be revealed and things in our life. It's, it's, it's such a tool to the church today, and it's a missing ingredient that so many people in the church world don't have and they don't embrace because they haven't been taught the truth. I will tell you this, we had a a, a couple, uh, this is shortly after the church, uh, uh, shortly after the church uh, uh, started, we started the church here, and uh, a young couple with children, and they came and, and, and her dad was actually a pastor here in town at the time. And they wanted to meet with us, and they came to our house. And when we walked in, he threw his Bible down on the desk, and he said, I want to know how come I haven't been taught this. I, I want to know how come our family has not been taught this. Yep. He was aggravated that they came from a pastoral family, but yet the, the pastoral uh, uh, part of it skirted away. And, and so I explained to him, well, maybe he doesn't know either. Maybe he hasn't been taught. Or taught wrong. Sometimes, you know, Paul talks about that to, to leave those things uh, that uh, that so easily beset us. Leave those behind. And I'm very convinced that one of those things is wrong teaching. 
And, some, and if we check in our life, most of the time we've all got some that we've picked up along the way that does not line up with Scripture. It might be a Scripture, but it's misinterpreted or taken wrong, and, and maybe we've been taught that. And, and so the important thing is, is that we get it right. Amen? So if we spend time in the Word of God, the Word never contradicts itself. Amen? And it's not, it's not public opinion. It's not uh, someone's or some minister's opinion. No, it's what does the Word of God say. That's our final authority. This is our truth that we stand on. This is our rock, praise God. This is what keeps us in check. It, it builds upon our life foundations, strong foundations. And anything else is sinking sand, right? And so as we learn the truth of the Word of God, it sets us free and enables us to step up on that level, that landing, and begin to walk, and we have the results of what He's promised through that. This isn't a book. This isn't a, a book about something that's a good idea. This is, this is and it's not a, a, a fact. It's the truth. Hallelujah. It is the truth. And, 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 and it's been attacked. The Word of God has been attacked by so many different ways. We have religions that says, well, no, yeah, that's just a supplemental book, but here's the main book. No. He said, woe be unto anyone that puts, adds to or takes away from. And this is our handbook, praise God. This is our, our life. Though Jesus was made flesh, his, he was the Word of God, made flesh, dwelt amongst us, praise God, and it's being formed in us. Amen. It teaches us how to live, how to walk, how to talk, how to think, how to act, and everything in between. Yes. Hallelujah. And it'll straighten out wrong doctrines, praise God. I, I, I meet people all the time sometimes, even that come into the church, and, and they begin to, it don't take very long, you know, listening to somebody, sometimes you think, man, uh, there's some problems here. There's some bad teaching. There's some stuff that doesn't line up with Scripture. But we don't, we don't, it's not up to us to criticize someone because they're doing the best. That person is doing the best with what they've learned and things. But as you continue to set under the Word of God, it begins to weed those things out and begins to get us headed the right direction, praise God. Amen? Aren't you thankful for the truth of God's Word? So I would say this to you. Continue, continue to be teachable. You know, I have to keep myself teachable. You know, I have to, I mean, if there's something that's, that doesn't line up with Scripture, the Spirit of God begins to deal with my heart about it, or seeing the Word of God, man, there's something wrong. I, I need to be willing to change in that. I need to be teachable. We must all be teachable, praise God. When we become unteachable, it's a dangerous place. It really is. Then we, we fail to be able to grow. We, uh, we fail to be able to better ourselves. And, uh, and, you know, and step up onto a different, another level. And so, uh, anyway, thank you so much again for uh, everything, for honoring us, blessing us, and thank you for honoring our, our pastoral team. Uh, they're, they're, they're worthy of it, praise God. And we're just so thankful for each and every one of you, for everything that you do tirelessly, give of your time and yourself. And we want you to know it's appreciated, and there's not a thing that you'll ever do in this church that you should take it any other way than ministry because that's what this is about. Amen? And you think, well, what I'm doing isn't important. I beg to differ with you. It all comes together. Every little thing uh, makes it all work together and be able to reach people, praise God, and see lives changed. So thankful for that. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, just one thing we want to do. We haven't really uh, a lot of things... Before I get uh, what I really want to say today, uh, our mission statement. If you've, uh, did you find that uh, there? Do we have that on the computer where you can put that up? And uh, our mission statement is very important. And this is something that really every one of us should uh, uh, should remember. No, that's that's the vision. That's a but the mission statement. It'll say mission statement on it if you have that one. Um, keep keep going. Is, is is that all you have? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, G.J. will tell you what. Uh, so these are the parts of our, there it is, mission statement. Oh, you just went by it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Too quick on the clicks. 
Hallelujah. That's why we're not supposed to be cliquish. No, never mind. <laughs> That's a dad joke, sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. There we go. Now don't click. Okay. All right. Let's everybody read this together. Ready? Read. We are called to build a strong foundation on the Word of God so people live a victorious life and pass it on to generations to impact others. So think about this just for a moment. We're called to build a strong foundation. We talked about the strong foundation. On what? On the Word of God. Not on our theories, not on our, our, uh, this belief or that, but on the Word of God. Why? So people can live a victorious life right here and now and pass it on to generations to impact others. Hallelujah. That's what this is about. This is why we are here in Fremont County. This is why here we're here in Lander, Wyoming, praise God. God called us here for this very reason. And you represent that. You represent that in your own life. I represent, we are to represent this, this being a, the strong family, to be able to, and you say, well, I might only be a family of one. Yeah, you are, but you'll have, you might not have blood and uh, blood brothers or sisters or family here, but you have people in your spiritual family that you and I influence every day. Amen. And so, uh, think about how somebody shared the gospel to you in some way that made an impact on your life and has brought you to this point. And think about how that, that how you can impact others and bring them to, uh, to that point. We talked about strong foundations. We wanna, this month was about strong life, and we'll hit that just real quick again. The bullet points are on that is we become through a strong life, we become mature believers. And if you want to pull that one up real quick, you can. Strong life. That's the second one in the row, making you work for, for what you're doing. Okay, that'll work. Strong life. We become mature believers. How do we do that? We operate proficiently in foundational biblical principles. What's foundation biblical principles? It's like healing and, and righteousness and faith and all those things. Amen. Those are foundational uh, principles. Uh, we live a victorious life. Well, that's, a, that's a, a, a product of living according to the Word of God. How do we do that? By knowing our covenant rights and privileges, and we stand firm in spiritual warfare. We don't get shoved around spiritually. We've learned who we are in Christ. We've learned that we've been given the name, the blood, and the Word to stand over the enemy. Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. Raised again, seated at the right hand of the Father, and on the way to heaven, stopped and gave the keys of victory, of authority of victory to you and I, the church, and, and, and commanded the great commission to use it, praise God. Amen? He said, lay hands on the sick and see them healed. Cast out devils in the name of Jesus. He's told us how to use that. And so you, you, we know the proper way is not saying, God, take care of this for me. No, he says, I've already taken care of it, given you the authority. Now you take care of it. You do something. Don't let the enemy run roughshod over your family, over your life. But you stand firm in who you are in Christ and say, no, you don't, devil. I stand in my spiritual authority, praise God. And you see things done. If you've got children that's went wayward you've got things people in your life that's not serving God take authority over the spirit behind them you've got addiction maybe there's addiction in your own life take authority over that don't allow that to operate in your life don't do it hallelujah I'm not being mean I just hate the the enemy the devil using people as a puppet to control their lives and manipulate if there's some kind of addiction in your life that's trying to manipulate you, you stand against that thing and you say, no, you don't. You're not going to ruin my life. You're not going to rule me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody need to hear that, praise God. I'm telling you, it's strong, and the Spirit of God loves you and I enough to know that He wants us free, praise God, and not be controlled by something, by the enemy trying to pull the strings on our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. You still love me? Praise God. Amen. Know my heart. It's not about, you know, I, I know sometimes 
You know, I, I know that I can come across as hard, and, and, I, and, I, and it's not against any individual. It's just I hate the enemy uh, 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 taking control of people's lives, and, and it's robbing them of being of all the blessings that God has. I'm telling you, you can't play around, pussyfoot around with the enemy. He's out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his M.O. And the church have got to get uh, some guts about him to stand up in the face of him and say, No, you don't. I've been given authority. I've been deputized by the Spirit of God. You'll not have your way in my home, in my business, in my life. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Well, uh, enough of that. Let's, let's keep moving here. Praise God. Turn your Bibles if you would because I'm excited about this. And I, How much time do I have? Praise God. How much? Okay, get your deep seat in a faraway look. Let's go. Turn to Acts chapter <laughs> Acts chapter 1. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So this, this series is about baptism by fire. So we know that uh, in Acts chapter 1, we look at verse... Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Is these lights right here up all the way? On the very front here? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. These, uh, I like to say it like this. I said, this is the hot sauce. It's the words of Jesus in red. Aren't you thankful that there's things that we know for a fact Jesus spoke these? All right. And verse, let's look at verse 7. Uh, it is not for you to know that the times of the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but, in verse 8, but ye shall. Who's he talking to? So uh, we know he's talking to the church here, right? He's talking to believers. He said, so this was uh, um, uh, uh, when Jesus, after he had ascended, um, and, uh, and then he says, uh, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the earth. So we see that he was talking about right there locally. He was talking about points out and about. And then he was talking about abroad, further out. And he says, this power is going to come upon you and it's going to cause you to be witnesses unto me. It's going to cause you to proclaim my name. And sometimes being a witness is not even saying anything. It's just living the life. Amen. Is a witness to others. Oh, man, what's changed about you? Hallelujah. Amen. And so he says, and under the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, they were, um, and he said, this power that you're going to be uh, endued with, he says, now, in verse, uh, uh, let's go over to chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and the word Pentecost means 50th day, it means it was the day, it was, it was actually a feast of Pentecost, of this day where they brought their offerings in and brought everything in. And he says, when this day of Pentecost, this feast of Pentecost, was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. That's amazing to see people coming together in one accord in one place. God's been trying to get the church to do that for a long time. And that's why it's important that, uh, that, that we... Uh, come together on, on the Word of God, on the truth. We don't come together on something that's not right, it's something that's not the truth, but we should be able to come together on the Word of God. There might be other uh, uh, believers that you may not agree with their doctrine on, but you can agree there's things on the Word of God that you can't agree with. Amen? And so I encourage you to find those places of agreement and work together on that. Don't just separate yourself and say, well, I won't have anything to do, you know, with people. All right, now, and then he says, verse 2, And suddenly there come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of them were filled? All. All of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and began. Who did the speaking? 
They did. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, capital S or small s. So we know it's the Holy Spirit, right? They began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in their own uh, language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying unto one another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Um, and how we hear every man speaking in their own tongue, wherein we were born. And, and he goes through and names the different ones. And then in, in, uh, in verse 11, Cretes and Arabians, and we do hear them speak in our own tongue the wonderful works of God, and they're all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Now, a lot of people get hung up on this and say, well, you know, my tongue's got to be a, a language of, a, of an earthly language. Well, I, 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 I want you to know that the spiritual transcends the natural. It's greater than. It, it, it crosses any natural languages. It will work in the natural language, but it is not governed by the natural language. Did you get that? In other words, they, under the, uh, the Holy Spirit, there was something powerful going on here. There was the Spirit of God was giving them instructions because he said you're going to gather in the upper room and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, it's great to be filled, but then what? What do they do with it? What's it for? How is it? They'd never seen anything like this because this was new to the church because the church had never experienced this before. They'd never spoken other tongues. They'd never heard it. But then, so the Holy Spirit, not only did he give them their prayer language, they could fill the Holy Ghost, begin to speak in other tongues, then some of them began to speak in, not everyone, but some of them began to speak in languages that was telling them what they needed to get in line and get in order and get put together and about the upcoming, the direction that's, that this church was going to do because this was the birth of the new church under the new covenant that not only got born again but this power was going to come upon mankind and thrust them out into the earth. And this was such a powerful event that took place. It was even related with fire, tongues of fire, that, that, that there was a physical, not just uh, the people seeing it in the natural and heard it and experienced it with their own ears, but they saw it with their eyes, their, 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 all of their, uh, their feelings, every their part of their uh, 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 being was, even some of the sages tell you that there was a smell that day. The Rose of Sharon, it's where it talks about being, was present. So, so he began to touch their intellect, their, their feelings, their, their, their physical senses. They began to experience it so it saturated them that they knew without a doubt that those were in the upper room, that this was, was, was supernatural that was happening and taking place, and the Spirit of God was letting them day. No, from this day you're going to be thrust out in power to demonstrate my church in the earth. It's going to be the very first appearance of my spirit upon the earth in such a powerful way that it's going to change things, revolutionize the world. And guess what? It's reached to you today here in this room. Whoa, glory to God. That's some power. And it still happens that when we get filled with the Holy Ghost, I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got that was it happened to be the same day that I got born again because I said God I just want all you've got for me and I remember that day when I got born again accepted Jesus right after that I began to speak in tongues and I'm telling you the power of God I was we went home we was back in the hills of West Virginia and it had been an old bar that had, that had closed down and they had a revival meeting back there that revival meeting, it was packed wall to wall with people. I was clear in the back corner, and the only way to get out was uh, through the people, and the chairs were close, and get up to the front. I don't ever remember coming out of my seat, but next thing I know, I'm standing before a man of God that was ministering that night, and he said, son, what do you need? I was, uh, I was uh, uh, 17 years old at the time. I said, I died, I He said, I know what you need. And he led me in the sinner's prayer. And I got born again. He laid hands on me. And the first time I was ever slain in the Spirit, I went down and I jumped back up and was just speaking in tongues. I had never experienced anything like that. I'd never even heard anybody do it. But it was by the Spirit of God. It changed 
her life. He changed my life. And I have not been the same since. That power came into me. This is the same power that they experienced on that day of Pentecost. It was poured out, praise God. Could you imagine 100 people, 120 people getting filled all at the same time? You talk about mayhem. Oh. So the church in power and in demonstration that day was born. There was a baptism of fire. Do you remember the day you got filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues? No wonder the enemy fights it so hard. And I tell people all the time, I said, it's, he, he, he don't know how to get to the power. He can't get to the power. The only way he can get to it is confuse people on the tongues part. The outward. See, he can't affect, he can't get to the inside. It's in the inside. He can't get to your spirit. But he can hear what's coming out, and he knows what the thoughts of man, when you get, you remember the first time you got filled with the Holy Ghost, your mind went tilt, tilt, tilt. Oh, this is just me. Oh, this is, all of a sudden, all these mind, these, these mind games begin to come. Oh, you, you didn't really receive it. This is blah, 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 and all this. Well, guess what? The enemy can get your mind. He can't get your heart. And so he begins to confuse people in their mind, saying, oh, oh, try to reason, bring reason in, and say, this is not, oh, this is not right. This is a blah, 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 and all this stuff. And so he's attacked people. I tell people this, I said, if it's of the devil, when's the last time you've been in a bar and heard everybody speaking in tongues? Come on now. Because I know there's some stuff that goes on. I've, I've been in them places. Hallelujah. So I'm just saying, when the Holy Spirit fills you, and just like it filled these people this day with the Holy Ghost, praise God, it was there to change life. What, what, was it, what, was it, what was it given for? It was given for that power to be witnesses. Remember that part? He says, you're going to be witnesses under this area, those roundabout, and abroad, praise God. You know what? To this day, I've never had a problem being a witness for God, regardless of whatever nation, whatever country that I'm in, praise God. I mean... I told you about being in Canada and, and all of a sudden here's all these people getting born again, praise God, leading them to Jesus. We happen to go to a little place called Guatemala. Do you know anything about that place, KJ? Just a little bit. We go over there. What do we do? Preach the gospel, praise God. Show them a witness. Minister to your dad, praise God. And those around to see the goodness. It's through the Holy Ghost, praise God. Mexico. I'm in Mexico. I go to Mexico in the early 90s and go down to uh, work on a job down there. Uh, I was an electrician. had 26 electricians down there on the job. I, was, I had, was over and having to get everybody gone and stuff down, down deep in Mexico. And first day on the job, I never said anything about God. Not a thing. I'm working first day on the job and this apprentice is there and he's handing me stuff up and I never sit like I said I, he never saw me pray he never heard me say one thing about God he's standing down there and looks up at me and I look down and I said you okay he said yeah he says uh, I just want you to know he said uh, two weeks ago I just gave my life to Jesus he's hungry what caused him to tell me that he knew and so I started talking. Next thing you know, we're working 14-hour days, leaving at 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, the motel, getting back home at, at like 8 o'clock at night. And all you want to do is take a, take a shower and grab something to eat and hit the hay because you've got to get back up again the next morning. These guys are so hungry, they wanted a Bible study. Next thing you know, after we get in from work, we're having a Bible study. And I teach them for an hour. These people are hungry. Where's that out? In Mexico. 
I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for people getting born again up in Canada. I didn't ask to go to Guatemala to minister. And, but the Spirit of God, he said he'll make you witnesses abroad, praise God, too. And that's not just because I'm called to minister. We're all called to be ministers. I just happen to be called to pastor. But that, oh, this day that the church was born, it thrust them into ministry. They had never seen ministry like that happened. The whole book of Acts was written. What was it? It was says in your Bible, a lot of them in the very beginning, it'll say the Acts of the Apostles. But that's not right. We know. We know it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. There's a difference. They were willing to allow the Holy Spirit to move through them and work through them. And wow, what happened and took place. And we'll probably get into that a little more in this series. Next thing you know, 3,000 born again, praise God. Another 5,000 born again, praise God. Spirit of God ran through there just like wildfire. Now let me, let me tell you about this power. So I got... Remember I told you I got born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost the same night? There's six of us siblings. I, I have five siblings. So I have one, one brother and four sisters. All six of us, within a period of three months, got born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost. It spread like fire through my family. Yeah. Thank God my mama was filled with the Holy Ghost. She knew how to pray for us. Mamas, don't you ever give up. Grandmas, uh, grandmas or grandpas either, but hallelujah. Your prayers do more than you have any idea of. I saw what it done. And let me tell you how that began to work. So I have a sister that I didn't even hardly know before that time. My oldest sister, she's moved on to glory now. I'm the youngest of six of us. There's two of my sisters have already moved on to glory and uh, so this sister I had never I just didn't have any communication much and just didn't have anything she was there was a lot of age difference between us and and uh, her her husband was a uh, was a cop and a great big old guy and he always intimidated me I was you know this little kid and he was always getting on my case and everything so as I grew up it was you know you carry those stigmas with you and uh then as I got older, I found out, yeah, hey, I can outrun you. <laughs> he was a big guy. I just didn't ever want him to catch me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he'd walk the beat up there in the little town of Woodsfield, and he'd be, everybody knew him, you know, just like, like uh, Santa Claus walking down the street. And anyway, so uh, my sister, then I got out from home, and she had just gotten filled with the Holy Ghost, and I went by and seen her. Wow. In one night, we rekindled a relationship that I'd never had with her. God put us together in a love between the two of us, and we became very close. That was through the work of the Holy Ghost. We had a common denominator, power. It was on the inside of both of us. And others in my family the same way the spirit of God worked between us and uh, I'm telling you that power will change your life it caused me to be a witness in my family and to those around me but then abroad too I'm just using that as an example I'm not saying this to put a pin on my chest and look at you he'll use anybody that'll be willing to be used amen I said he'll use anybody that'll be willing to be used praise God so this power, it's powerful, praise God. I said, it's powerful, praise God. Hallelujah. Now let, let's keep going here. And it says, Then they were all amazed and were doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. Not old wine, but new wine. Because we don't know what this uh, kind of wine would produce, these kind of results, but it's got to be a new one. Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, 
And all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these men are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now I want each of you to go over to Joel. And we're going to look at this. Something here. Thank you, Lord. Let's see, well, I had something written down here. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Go over to Joel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, okay, well, we'll catch you later. Uh, Joel, uh, let's go to chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go ahead and put the, that up there. Joel chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. I had a note here on something. I wanted to see if I could find it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, it, it'll, it'll come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Uh, have you found Joel chapter 2? Thank you, Lord. Put up in uh, verse, uh, yeah, 28. And, and put it in the New King James, if you wouldn't mind. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out of my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming and great and notable awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know what's amazing? How often do you see this word saved in the Old Testament? Could they be saved at that time? No. The lamb hadn't been slain. The perfect lamb hadn't been slain. So here was something that was foretold by the prophet Joel back then. And this is the word that we use in the New Testament. Same uh, transcription under, but different between Greek and Hebrew. But it's still the word Sozo, like the word sozo in the New Testament, which means uh, 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 to be made whole. Healing, preservation, deliverance. So this was spoken back here in Joel 2.32. He says, those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They couldn't even be saved at the time. But he said, there's a day coming. There's a time coming that you're going to be able to be saved. Well, what did they need to be saved from? They need to be saved from the separation between God and man that happened in the garden. They had to be restored back together with Him. They had to be brought back into that place of, 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 of wholeness with God again. The children and their father, this family, restored. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls... Next. Okay. Okay. Well, that does end. But he says, because I want to get to it, for behold, in those days and at that time when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. So he begins to talk. There's this time frame of this is happening. And now over here in, in, in Acts, what, what, what does he do? He quotes, Peter begins to quote what happened in Acts chapter 2. Now go back over to Acts 2. I've got to get back over there as well. So he says that he's going to pour out all this and it will come to pass. Um, then I want to go down to, I want you to look at verse, give me just a second. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go down to verse 38. Still chapter, chapter 2. Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, 
So is he talking about water baptism? Not if you repent. It's a type of baptism, right? He says repent. He's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about the baptism of repentance. He's talking about see, three types of baptisms the Bible talks about. Number one, the baptism uh, of repentance, of saying, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me, and you're dipped under the blood and you come up cleansed. Okay? Number two, you're baptized in water. You go down in water and you can't come up as an example to those around, to yourself and to the enemy. I've been made brand new. Number three, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Ghost, you come up in new power. Power that's generated on the inside, right? So he's talking about the baptism of repentance. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then what will happen? You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we know that that's the prerequisite for getting, getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you want to find somebody that wants to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, say, well, do you know Jesus? Because this, this, this gift that's given can't dwell in an, in an unclean vessel, praise God. It's to be cleansed by the blood. And so, after you, you've been born again, then guess what? You can be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now look at this in verse 39. For the promise is unto who? You. And to who else? To your children and to all that are afar off. So this word children is the word offspring. How many offspring? Now, I'm not talking about just your immediate offspring, but if you just use the word in general, offspring, how many offspring do you think that you will have if Jesus tarries in 100 years? Will you still be having offspring in 200 years? Yes. So we know that we are the offspring of Adam and Eve. Even though that's many years, we're still in that lineage. So he says, For this promise is unto you and to your offspring and to all that are afar off. That means that's going to be afar off or reside if they're still your offspring which kind of busts the myth that, well, it passed away, right? Because offspring that was promised here to them is still offspring today. Hallelujah. Isn't it interesting that it's written like that? So if you have any questions, you can look and see, oh, that didn't pass away with the uh, disciples or the apostles or anybody else. Because offspring is still being offsprung. Hallelujah. And so this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord your God shall call. And so we see that what happened in that day, and I'm out of time, in that day there was a baptism, but it was a baptism of fire that took place. It was a baptism of power. If you go back and read some of the old books of revivalists and, and things that happened back in, uh, uh, even, uh, even before the turn of the century, some once it came out of the, the dark ages there, and in turn of the century and even uh, uh, the beginning, the middle, the first of the century, and even into the middle even, we see reports, numerous reports, that they'd be having meetings in churches or gatherings and people would drive by and they'd see a flame of fire. It looked like the building was on fire, but it wasn't being burned. There was some power that was displayed. Why? I'm going to cause you to be a witness. That power will cause you to be a witness. Now, one of the things, and we'll get into later, but not today, 
And I encourage you, if you want to get a jump start on probably my next message I'm going to be ministering on, go through Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, and so on, and begin to get you a yellow highlighter and begin to underline the word boldness. You'd be amazed how many places it's in there. And it's a result of getting filled with the Holy Ghost being not a timid witness, but a bold one for Him to share the gospel. Now, the enemy will do whatever he can to shut you up, to shut us up, the church up. He'll do everything he can. Well, that's not my personality. I beg to differ with you. It might have been your personality, but since you've been born again, my Bible tells me all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. In other words, when you do research on that, you find out all things has been made under the new order of God, Christ in you. Hallelujah. So what's his order? It's just that we've got to corral this flesh into saying, flesh, you're not going to rule me. I had to do that, so I know anybody else can do it too. I didn't want to talk with people. I didn't want to have anything to do with people. But God began to change me because I knew the calling was greater than my fleshly desires of wanting to hole up and be a hermit and just... Because I knew the Holy Ghost lived in me and wanted me to be a witness to Him, a mouthpiece, and not only a mouthpiece, but to show the love of God and to show people by example, God is good. Hallelujah! So next time the enemy tries to shut you up, say, ha, 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 devil. You're messing with the wrong one. Praise God. Let me tell you about the power that dwells on the inside of me. Let me tell you I'm not my own, but I'm bought with a price. Praise God. Let me tell you the greater one dwells within me that defeated you 2,000 years ago. Praise God. He's the lion of the tribe of a giant, a lion of the tribe of Judah, and he roars inside of me. Praise God. And he leads me and he guides me. Praise God. He set my feet up on the rock. Praise God. He set me on a high place. Praise God. He has established my life. He lives in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am not my own. Oh, the greater one is in me. Praise God. I myself, my flesh is lost in him. He is my life. Praise God. And in him, he's my salvation. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you baptized with fire? Praise God. Do you have this fire, this boldness on the inside of you? Praise God. Are you going to be who God's called you to be? No little mealy mouth. Oh, I'll just take whatever comes along. No, praise God. I'll establish. I'll set the standard. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know I've, I know I've used this illustration before. I know... Pastor Michael gets tired of hearing me use it, but it's mine, so. (laughs) But Pastor Michael, when he was born, he began to live a life. He began to kind of be a follower. Yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, tell me what to do, whatever. And we laid hands on him as a young child and said, in the name of Jesus, you'll be a leader and not a follower. You will lead and not follow. Now, you know what? A, there's so many similarities between he and I that sometimes that causes a little problems, but we work through it. But one of the worst things that you could do to he or I, either one, is put us in a room of people with no leader. It just bugs the fire out of us because it's like if these people aren't led, they're not going to get anything done. They're not going to accomplish anything. They're not. And it's like, well, you know what? God didn't make me that way. When I come off the farm, when I got just, even right after getting born again, I was not a leader. I was not. But he'll make you one. He'll make you one, praise God. Amen. Uh, you don't have, we don't all have to lead in the same thing. I get that. But he'll make you a leader in your world where you live. Hallelujah. What, did you get something out of this today? Praise God. Every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would, please. 
If you're here today, and you maybe never made Jesus Lord of your life. Hallelujah. You've never said, Jesus, come into my heart. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about a relationship. Everybody say relationship. You're here today, and you don't have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Jesus is the price that was paid for your life. If you're here today and you've never said, Jesus, come into my life, change me. I've said this many times because it's, a, it's the truth. It's not just a fact, it's the truth. If a person is born into this world and goes all through this life and never makes a decision for Christ, his day, final destination will be hell. And that's a fact. It's not fire and brimstone, that's, that's the truth of it. It's the promise of his word. Because we all need a Savior. In the middle of this journey, at any time, we say, Jesus, I'm in need of a sinner. I'm in need of a Savior. I'm a sinner. Come into my life and change my life. Instantly, that quick, he comes in. But he needs our will to be able to do that. So if you're here today, that's what I'm talking about. If you're here today and you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart, change my heart. Or number two, if you have been born again, but you've walked outside of God. Uh, I, I mean, like right now, you're just, you know, without a doubt, you're in rebellion against God. You don't seek to do your own things and go your own way. You might be here today and saying, you know, today I want to make things right. I want to get them back into order again. The enemy's had his way with me long enough. I want to get them back. So if that's you here today, either one of those descriptions today. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed, I'd like your honesty and just slip up your hand where you're at. I'm not going to have you come out or anything like that, but I just want you to be honest. Either one of those things is a description of you and saying, okay, this is my day to make it right and get it right and get back where I need to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Maybe you need, maybe you've never been baptized with fire and the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never been uh, 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 filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And maybe there's somebody here today that you've said, Lord, you've asked him to fill you, but you've never actually spoken. And the majority of time, almost 90, almost 100% of the times, uh, I can tell you this, when you ask for him to fill you, he will fill you, but then there's a part that you and I have to do. Remember it says, and they begin to speak. And then the Spirit of God began to give their utterance or began to continue that flow and, and developed in them that prayer language. And so maybe you've asked to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but you've never spoken. All you have to do is just say, okay, I know I've been filled. I know it's there. Now I'm not going to let the enemy keep me from this any longer and just begin to speak. Now you can't just sit there with your mouth closed and not do anything. You have to begin to speak. And then all of a sudden, after a little bit, you'll hear, feel the sense on the inside of the Spirit of God, that power stirring, and will begin to fill those words, praise God. But you've got to prime the pump, so to speak. You have to speak. And so, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, fourthly, if you're here today and you've just never said, uh, uh, Lord, I'm asking you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. The evidence is speaking in other tongues. I want that power in my life. And, uh, uh, and if you're here today on that, here in just a second, we'll, we'll pray this prayer, and you can receive that, praise God, and then we're all going to take just a couple of minutes and just pray in our heavenly language, and then you can just join right in, praise God, if it's you. I don't know how to make it any easier, praise God. Amen. All right? So let's say this. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving me. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Oh, your love, Lord, is so awesome. I receive your love right now in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I see plainly in your word that the Holy Spirit, being filled with him, and the evidence of speaking in tongues was given to the new church which I still live under today. So I'm asking you to fill me with the Holy Spirit right now 
And in Jesus' name, as I begin to speak, I'll speak in other tongues. And I receive him right now in Jesus' name. I thought Gijai had done a very wonderful job. She had this glass and she poured it in. But when she kept pouring, it began to fill out and run over. And that's what it is, the outward sign of an inward filling. Praise God. So you've asked, so right now, that's all of us just joining together. If you've never spoken other tongues and you prayed that prayer and you meant it, then just begin to speak. Just join in with us. <laughs> Okay, you can stop right now. One of the first things the enemy will do is he'll say, Ah, oh, that, that, that's, that's weird. That's just weird. Just stop it. Where do you think those thoughts originate from? The enemy don't want you in that power. Well, the other the other church doesn't do this church or that church doesn't. Whoop you do. We're not the other church. We choose to follow what he's has established in the beginning, praise God. Amen. No, it's not natural to the flesh because it's spiritual. Didn't Paul say in Romans the 8th chapter to start getting out of the flesh and into the spirit? Hallelujah. So the enemy will try to limit us. But we just make the decision. Praise God, we're not going to be limited. Glory to God. I had a young, uh, 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 a young uh, gal years ago. Remember, we were just talking about the youth group this morning. You remember a gal, uh, uh, Tr- wasn't it Tristan? Trista. You remember Trista? So Trista came in. It's so good to have you back here today. So, uh, Trista came in. This is oh, gee, twenty years ago, something like that. Uh, and I'd done a teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She's a teenager at the time, and uh, she says, uh, I, "I'd like to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues at some point." I said, "Well, you can do that." I said, "I can pray over you, lay hands on you, you and get your mom to pray over, you, or you can just receive it on your own. That's fine." And that was our little conversation, and she left that day. That was like on a Sunday, we was having Wednesday night service at the time. Wednesday night, she walks in the door. First thing she says when she comes in the door, Hey, Pastor, I got it. I'm like, Got what? I mean, a few days that went by. I wasn't thinking about it. Got what? She said, The Holy Ghost. She said, I got filled with the Holy Ghost the other night. I said, Oh, praise God. Did your mom pray for it? No, I just received it on my own. Praise God. Amen. Simple as that. Yep. Oh, a week later you did. Praise God. Oh, because of her. Hallelujah. Karen, you wasn't too far behind that. Oh. And we had we had hundreds, literally hundreds of not all one time, but over the years, literally hundreds of youth up at our ski retreat got filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And lives never be the same today. I had a, a pastor, uh, uh, Ryan Phelan, uh, come up to me, uh, uh, come up to me um, a couple years ago. We did a, a bike tour, chariots tour up, and we went up to Dickinson to where Pepper Randy uh, is up there. And uh, he came up to me. He was pastor at the time up there. He came up to me and he said, you know, he said, it was because of you at our ski retreat, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, it changed my life. I've never been the same. And now he's in ministry today. Was you going to say something, somebody? Yeah. Um, and the Holy Spirit also creates any other, like, church barriers. Oh, yeah. Barriers. I know of a, of a young girl. Mm, yeah. Um, she's she's young, she's LDS, but she came here and she was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Mm-hmm. And that is not what that religion teaches. Right. Actually, it's the quite opposite where it's a cult yeah. and it's almost on the side of witchcraft. 
and it just shows that when the when it's from the Holy Spirit, oh. it breaks any barrier, any mindset, any anything that the enemy tries to push. Yep, I'm so thankful. I have two daughter-in-laws that were both raised Baptist. They're now Baptocostal. Because <laughs> they saw in the Word. I'll never forget what Sister Billy said. This will help you if you remember this. You've already heard me say this. But one good thing when you're ministering to Baptists about this, one thing Sister Billy always said, you show a Baptist in the Word of God where it's in the Word, and they'll believe it. And that's a fact. Because they've been taught to believe the Word of God. Isn't that awesome? Yes. And that's what happened in both of them. Praise God. Yes. Say something really sure. fast. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, we are so, we were talking to Pastor Nancy this week, and um, I had the opportunity to be sharing with another um, sister in Christ. She doesn't come to this church. She actually goes to, I, I don't care to say, but she goes to Wind River, which is a, a great, beautiful body of Christ. And she was telling me, she said, um, I was sharing about, you know, the, the, the power in the Holy Ghost, and she said, she said, I think God is doing something because she said that's what my pastor preached this Sunday. God. And then We've we were talking we were talking with uh, Pastor um, Nancy and she said she got a letter from Brother Copeland and yeah. for this month. Yep. And it was about the power of the Holy Ghost. And I was like, Oh, it gives me the chills because I'm like God is doing something yeah. in his body. Yeah. He wants us to be prepared. You know, the church is going, you know. The world seems to be darker, right? Mm -hmm. Everywhere you look, it seems darker, darker, darker. But the light that is in us is, is kind of like getting brighter. Because we, we cannot go against worldly stuff in our natural selves. We got to have God and his power to be able to go and show the light inside of us. But if we, you know, I, I just want to say this. If you have never experienced that, if you're watching us online, just give God a chance. Yes. Get into yes. the Word of God. Yes, yes, yes. Go to Acts. Go to the Old Testament because it was it was there. And um, and give God a chance because He wants to give you power. Pastor said, "My life was never the same." I can say when I lift your hands, if when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, your life changed. Amen. See. It's not one, two. It's everyone that gives God that opportunity. He will come and empower you to do what we cannot do on our own. Amen? So with that, be blessed. And are you done, oh, Pastor Michael? Almost done. Yep. <laughs> uh, you got me one? All right. Um, man, there's an anointing here today, isn't there? And it's hard for preachers to stop preaching when there's an anointing. <laughs> and you keep us even in their hunger for the things of God. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, today is Youth Serve Sunday, so let's give a big shout-out to all our youth that are serving today. Um, they're helping us in the back with media and with streaming and with sound, and they're helping in children's back there as well. So we're really excited for them on Fifth Sunday Youth Serve, and it's just a great opportunity to get plugged in and get involved. And I just saw uh, something that was on my heart earlier, and it's it's not left me, so I wanted to share it and be obedient. I just wanted to really encourage each one of you. Um, when I think back, when Kinder and I came back from Raymond in 2009, you know, we basically did everything. Like, we're doing all of it ourselves and trying to do this. And when I reflect and I think about where this body of believers is at today, we've got people that are stepping up and embracing the vision, embracing the mission of this local body of believers. When you look at the the the, the example in the book of Acts, they took the, the believers and they went forth, right? They took that mission and they carried it. It wasn't just, okay, pastor, you do the work and then whatever. No, it was the people that took it. And I'm really starting to see... In us as pastors are really starting to see you guys take it and grab a hold and we're saying hey we need your help and you're saying yeah you bet I'll serve I'll I'll give I'll be a part of this and all these things and to me it's so exciting to see you grab a hold of that vision and take it because that's where the blessing of God is that's where the provision and the favor of God is is when you embrace that vision and that's what our hearts are as pastors that we want to see for each one of you that you say hey God I want all that you've got for me I want to embrace this vision I know you've placed me in this body of believers that you've put me here 
and I'm going to hook up and serve, and I'm going to do everything that I can to the best of my ability. How many have seen God's blessings when you do that in your life? Amen. He's been so good and so faithful. Let's close today. Father God, we thank you so much for being in this place, in this time, in this age. We thank you, Father God, that you love us, that you have an awesome plan for our lives. And Lord, I thank you that, that we know you. And thank you for your anointing upon our lives as we go forth, Lord, as, as we learn today that we go forth in your power and that we, go, we are not powerless. We don't have a Savior, but Lord, we do have a Savior in you. We have a hope in you. And Lord, as I thank you that as we go in that power the, today and this week, Father God, that your blessing is upon our life, that you help us and give us opportunities to further your kingdom here on this earth. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. You are dismissed. Have an awesome day. God bless you. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.